You're listening to Everlasting Fruit with B. Charles. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to seek God daily. It's about learning to be intentional in our walk with the Lord by remaining rooted in Christ. It's about reading to know and love God's word. It's about producing fruit that brings glory to God. It's a journey of growth and everlasting fruitfulness. Join me weekly so that together we can draw encouragement from the word of God. I pray that the Lord will use this podcast to move you to seek him daily for every day and for every area of your lives. Let's get into it. Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of Everlasting Fruit. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have been enjoying the tips for successful parenting by JC Ryle. I am learning quite a lot, actually, and I'm evaluating how um, I train my kids now. I will definitely be making changes to implement more of the things that I slack on and be a little bit more intentional as well. I pray that this informs your parenting in a way that keeps your focus on Jesus because, hey, that's who we look to and that's whom we want to point our children to. So last episode, we ended at point number 10. So we will continue from there. So let's go. Number 11, train them to a habit of always redeeming the time. Train them to a habit of always redeeming the time. Time is very important. God does not encourage idleness And in fact, as soon as he created Adam, he put him to work in the Garden of Eden. We saw what a few moments of idleness did to both Adam and Eve, or even to David when, you know, he was up there on the rooftop while his men were fighting a war. When they should have been tending to the work the Lord gave them, They entertained idleness. They entertained the devil and the the devil gave them another work to do. God did not, you know, give us time as a means for us to measure our days only, but rather he gave it to us because time is valuable and we would have to account for how we spend it with every deed and with every word. So everything we do and everything we say, we have to account for it. So it's very important that we train them to a habit of always redeeming the time. We must teach our kids that time was given to us by God to make use of it in order to accomplish his will. We have to train our children to be useful and to enjoy working for the glory of God. They must use their time to serve God in whatever capacity they find themselves in. We have to teach them to protect the time God gave them so that the enemy doesn't incite them to use it for his purposes. The Bible tells us that the devil roams and prowls around the earth looking for whom to devour. God forbid you will not catch my children in Jesus' name. When your children 
are not taught how to redeem the time for the Lord, they will be at the mercy of every suggestion and lie the devil plants in their hearts. Like the devil will be trying to make suggestions to them to make them stray, to move them further and further, to plant doubts in their lives. So it is very important to make sure that we're training them up in the way of the Lord and training them to a habit of redeeming their time for the Lord. Idleness is an enemy to productivity and the Lord created us to be productive. So we must make sure that we train our children to know that their time is valuable to God and God wants them to use the time for his purposes. Amen. The Bible tells us that the devil roams, right? So we don't want to keep our children at the mercy of him. If you find yourself doing nothing with them, ask them about their day and ask them to pray for a friend. Ask them what they're thankful to God for. Like these are little moments that, you know, we can take to train our children to be grateful, to be thankful, um, you know, to train our children to, you know, take time in whatever it is that they're doing to remember God, to praise God, to, um, to give him glory, to honor him, to return all glory and praises to him. This is something that we can do with them. Like even when you find yourselves watching TV, which, you know, can lead to idleness, if it isn't directly, obviously, educating or informing, find lessons in that and get your kids to pay attention to what is being done and that they can learn from. Like watch things that teach about God or even things that are educational. But of course, we have to engage them in things that teach them and, you know, increase their knowledge of the Lord. So with this, you know, you find lessons, get your kids to pay attention to what is being done, pay attention to the concepts that they can learn from them, teach them to pause and engage in another matter of greater importance, like take five minutes to clean your toys and you can get back to your show you know, just to get them away from, you know, being idle, just sitting there and, you know, not really thinking, you know, you want to engage them in something that will keep them busy, keep them working. And also when they return back to, you know, that productivity to return it for the glory of God. So let's not leave our children to their vices just because it makes life easier for us. I mean, like, you know, if we can just, especially when we have work to do in this, you know, pandemic time where, you know, a lot of people are working from home and you just want some time, you can leave them to their own devices. I just go and play over there. Um, but sometimes that's not the best right? We need to be mindful and um, keep them engaged, you know, take a break and tell them something and then redirect them to um, use their time more usefully. Uh, so train them in the example of Jesus that his life's mission was to accomplish God's will and everything he did was in line with what God asked him to do. In John chapter four, verses 34, when his disciples were urging him to eat, Jesus answered them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. 
Let us teach our kids that using our time for the glory of God is nourishment for our souls. It keeps us from wasting time on things that are meaningless and do not please God. So let's keep that in mind. Number 12, train them with the constant fear of overindulgence. Overindulgence and sin are not far off. When we excessively gratify our desires or wishes, we'll be giving in to all the excessive desires of the flesh. Like the flesh is always wanting more and more and more. Like it's never enough. We must remember that as kids, our children want instant gratification. They want it now. They want it right this instant. They don't care who it, (laughs) uh, they, they don't care who it bothers. They just want it now. Constantly giving in to their indulgence will breed children that are never satisfied, always wanting more, which trains them to never take no for an answer. If you're constantly giving them, they always expect a yes. And this becomes very problematic in adulthood. Self-control must be taught so that children can learn to delay gratification or to forego it altogether. Children must know what no means. They should be like, children should not be strangers to being refused requests. They must not be unaware of consequences. Don't shield them from natural consequences and don't hold back on putting them in check when they break the rules of the home. Of course, you're not going to, you know, allow your kid to start a fire and be like, okay, let him burn because that's a natural consequence. I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. If you, (laughs) if you put rules in place in your home, like such as, you know, um, no TV before cleaning up, keep to it. Make sure that they do what is right before getting something they desire. You know, teach them that, you know, that lesson of of waiting. This also, you know, brings it back to waiting on the Lord because whenever children are impatient and they're not, they, they don't learn the, um, you know, the gift of waiting, Whenever they pray for something and the Lord does not answer it immediately or does not, you know, give them the answer they want, they'll be frustrated and they'll be angry and, you know, they will lose faith. But you want to train them to wait on the Lord and let the Lord do his thing in their lives. So make sure that they do what is required before getting something they desire. If they refuse to, then they refuse to watch TV for the day. Of course, the lessons must be age appropriate so that they can understand because you can't teach children a concept that is way beyond them. Even even for us as adults, like whenever a concept is beyond us, we obviously end up, you know, making mistakes in it and we fail to um, uh, put it in practice because we, we don't understand it. Or even when we put it in practice, we put it in a way that, um, you know, ends up harming others or it's just erroneous in the way that we, we put it to work. So we have to teach them, um, you know, lessons that they will be able to understand that is age appropriate. 
And then also the task must match their capacity so that they can accomplish it with ease and in proper time. And, you know, as they grow, you add a little bit more challenge to whatever it is the task is, because, of course, they've increased in their capacity. So overindulgence in anything is never good for anyone. And it leads to sin and a lack of self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. So don't ignore bad behavior, because if you call it out, I mean, nowadays, if you call out anything, you know, everywhere I see on the internet is, oh, this was traumatizing. Oh, this was so bad. I actually saw, um, you know, a TikTok, um, you know, somebody on TikTok had recorded their mother who was yelling at them because they had left the home dirty. And these are like grown kids, probably like maybe like, you know, 16, 17, 18, those ages. And their mom had come home from work and found the home in a complete mess. And so she was, you know, yelling at them and pretty much complaining that, you know, like she's tired of this. And the girl had recorded um, the audio of her mom yelling at them. And she's looking sad and saying, yeah, this is the kind of trauma I face every single day. And I'm so glad that everyone in the comments had actually caught on to that was like, that is not trauma. That is you not doing what you're supposed to do at your age. And then, you know, because you're being corrected, you're calling this um you're calling it trauma you're calling it <laughs> as you know something negative um so it is better to correct them now before they grow up to traumatize you and others in the future because they will grow up n- only wanting to be indulged, only wanting to, um, you know, to be applauded for foolishness. And, you know, they'll be rejecting correction and all of that stuff. So do not reward bad behavior. Do not reward disrespect. Do not reward bad comments about others, you know, um, you know, making fun of others. Do not, don't even join in on that. Always correct it. Ryo writes that it is better to take the trouble to train up children when they are young than to be troubled by them when they are older because you indulge them. So do it now, correct it now so that it won't be an issue for you in the future. Number 13, train them remembering continually how God trains his children. You know, God is our father and you know, God trains us. He disciplines us. So our time here on earth is training us for our eternal life with him. We must, however, teach our children that our walk with God comes with some things that may be hard to understand. In Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9, it notes that the Lord's thoughts are not our thoughts and neither are his ways our ways. There are things the Lord does that may seem odd or Sometimes it even looks evil and wicked in order to accomplish his will. These are the things that we may never understand. His sovereign will is kept from us and we have no way of knowing anything unless the Lord wishes us to do, um, to know it. God trains us through various methods and circumstances. Teach them not to despise humble beginnings and difficult times because the Lord may be training them to handle more. I mean, if you look at the life of, you know, Jeremiah, the way the Lord calls him, you thought, okay, you know what, because the Lord called him, he will definitely have an easy life. Um, You know, things will just fall into place. But oh my goodness, when you just start unraveling that, the life of Jeremiah was 
full of trials, full of trouble, full of persecution, full of rejection. It was lonely. It was difficult. It was extremely hard. And these are the things that we do not understand, but the Lord uses them to accomplish his will. God trains us through various methods and circumstances. We may not understand, but we must remain obedient and we must remain faithful. All that the Lord does and walks us through is purposed for his glory. And our children should have this in mind. They should have the true picture of God. The world tries to teach that God is all rosy and will make you rich. God will take away your troubles. God will make your sickness go away. By his stripes, you are healed and all of those things. You can pray for his stripes and sometimes that sickness does not leave. That sickness ends up staying with you forever. You understand? So it's like we should paint the right picture of God to our children by reading the word and, you know, encouraging them to stay in the word. They paint God as someone you must be joined to when you need something or etc. However, we can see in the Bible and we can see in the life of, you know, others that not all believers are rich. Not all believers are healed of disease. Not all believers are delivered from trials. And by rich, I mean like, you know, money as in, you know, property wealth. Not all believers are rich. Not all believers are free from disease. Not all believers have, you know, that easy life of, you know, no trials, no trouble. We all see them. We all go through sicknesses. Nonetheless, the Lord remains good and faithful. Train your children to rely on and trust in the Lord in all things. Train them to wait on the Lord and not to rush to do it alone. The Lord's training is for the good of our souls. And sometimes in the moment, it may seem unpleasant. But in due time, we learn just why God took his time. We learn just why God allowed certain trials. We learn just, you know, why God put us through a certain situation. We learn and we can lean on him and we can rely on his strength to overcome it. We can rely on his strength to go through it or even live with it. We learn of God's faithfulness through sicknesses. We, you know, when we miss out on things, we later understand why God withheld it from us. God trains his children. We as parents should first remember that he has a path for our children and we shouldn't force our own paths on them. We should let the path God has for them materialize and not try to shield our children from the Lord's lessons, regardless of how hard or painful they may seem. Just know that you may love your children and you may want to protect them from so much, but the Lord loves them much more than you because he sent his son to die for their sins so that they can be saved. Remember that you are a vessel appointed to train up the child he gave you in his way. And if he blessed you with more, you have that many more to train up in his way. Number 14, train them remembering continually the influence of your own example. 
J.C. Ryle reminds that instruction, advice, and commands will have little effect on your children if your own example is lacking. If your instructions contradict your behavior, whatever you're teaching them will have little effect. I've seen this plenty of times where parents teach their children to pray, but they don't pray. Read your Bible, they say, but they never open theirs. Fear God, they admonish, but they live in utter disobedience to God. They teach their children that sex outside marriage is a sin, but they commit adultery. They teach that love is kind, yet kindness is far from them. We as parents must be aware that all the things that we do influence our children and they have an effect on our children and the people around us. What our children see us practice, they believe it. They believe it is the right way. How they observe us conduct ourselves, they believe that to be good. Ryo states that children learn more from their eyes than they do with their ears. He continues that what children see has a greater impact on their lives and behavior than what they are told. So we should demonstrate and lead by example and be mindful of what we do in front of our children. In 1 Corinthians 11 verses 1, the Apostle Paul stated, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. This ought to be our attitude daily with our children and others. Imitate Christ so that your children can see the evidence of Christ in you. Ryo ends with this on this point, that a parent who trains without example is like one who builds with one hand and scatters with the other. Remember, as a believer, you are living for Jesus. If you must influence anything to anyone, including your children, Influence them to follow Jesus. He is our greatest gift. Number 15, train them remembering continually the power of sin. Your children and yourselves (laughs) are sinners. This becomes evident at a very young age. We see that they are selfishly inclined. We watch how pride takes root in them. I know they're cute and everything, but it amazes me to see how evil and corrupt a young mind can be. I honestly marvel at the depravity of my young ones when they do things and think I am not watching, how quickly they shift blame, how they make excuses, how they lie in order to avoid the consequences, how they, they're capable and willing to harm the other whenever they want something to themselves, um, you know, how willing they are to let the other take the blame for their fault. I don't care how well behaved your children are or how good you think they are. God saw their hearts and knew they needed to be redeemed. So teach them that they are more inclined to sin than to be obedient to God. They must know this and not think we're all sinners and, you know, we fall short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. But this is usually the excuse I hear many people give. And of course, I'm guilty of that when they don't want to stop their sin or deal with it, when they're not ready to turn away from it, they must know that sin must be dealt with by being obedient to God. Train them to a knowledge of Jesus's work on the cross, that though sin powerfully works in us, the power of the cross has given us dominion over it. Children must know that Jesus overcame the power that sin had over us, and it is by remaining in him that we can live a fruitful life. So train them. 
Anyway, that's the end of this episode. Again, there are 17 practical tips to successful parenting that JC Ryles, um, that JC Ryle covers. And we have now covered 15. So tune in next week for two more, the last two. Again, always take the step to study the word for your own edification and in-depth understanding. These are very important tips to consider and take note of. So um, if you don't have kids yet or are just coming across this forum, get into the habit of studying the word so you can know it well enough to teach. The practice starts now. You don't wait until you have them. Um, you know, even for those that are waiting for a partner, you know, the practice starts now rather than later <laughs> because things get uh, pretty real very quickly. Start reading Bible stories to babies, to toddlers, um, you know, start them young. There is a great show for kids called Superbook. They have free episodes on YouTube. Watch it with your children and explain the concepts they do not understand. I really love that show. It's so informative and um, it, it follows the Bible stories and all of that. So it, it's very, very interesting. I will leave a link um, in the show notes to episode one of Superbook. So um look out for that. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you have reached this far, please don't forget to leave a rating and a review on your way out. If you want to talk more on this episode or just wanted me to cover a particular topic, connect with me on Instagram at Everlasting Fruit Podcast. That's one word. Or YouTube at Everlasting Fruit. I am currently just posting audios there. So um, if you prefer listening to the audios there uh, and i'm posting particular or specific ones going forward so um you can go and listen to them there as well um by the time that i am ready to come on video um i'll most likely be uh doing something different there on video as well but you can also shoot me an email at everlasting.fruit number eight at gmail.com that's everlasting.fruit number eight at gmail.com so until the next time have a wonderful week and god bless